Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by my course, Rest Assured. If you've been struggling with falling asleep, or staying asleep, or just not waking up feeling well-rested, you've come to the right place. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia, or CBTI, is the gold standard intervention in the management of insomnia. Rest Assured is a digital course that walks you through CBTI, step-by-step, with everything you need to succeed. Each of the six weekly modules guides you through some important background information for the different techniques, explores the evidence-based techniques in detail, provides multiple examples of exercises so you can find the one that works for you, and reviews the work you've completed since the last module. And rest assured, it's just not another DIY left to your own devices, but rather, you get direct access to me, a board-certified sleep physician in twice-monthly office hours, where you can ask me face-to-face any questions you may have about the course material. So check out www.wellrestedmd.com slash RA to learn more. That's wellrestedmd.com slash RA. Or just head to the homepage and click on courses to learn more. Enjoy the episode. Hey, friends and neighbors. You're listening to the Well Rested Podcast, episode number 22. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. I'm your host, Dr. Joshua Lennon. In season one, episode 18 of How I Met Your Mother, Ted relays to his kids words of wisdom from his own mother. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Korean Elvis and love triangle shenanigans aside, was she really onto something? In this week's episode, I'll be discussing the risks and harms associated with the delay in the body's internal clock, a delay in sleep-wake timing. Recent data suggests there may be a genetic component to individual sleep-wake timing influencing whether they are more likely to have a sleep time of, say, 2 a.m. to 10 a.m., rather than a more conventional time of, say, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. But this genetic influence is definitely not destiny. As discussed repeatedly, circadian timing is highly malleable. Just ask anyone who's ever traveled from one time zone to another, whether by train, plane, or automobile. Jet lag is not a pleasant experience, but everybody eventually adapts their internal clocks to the new surroundings, whether it's a one-hour difference or 12. And there are certainly personal preferences for the best time to be awake or the best time to be asleep. Until recently, availability of certain media was a strong influence. Late-night comedy shows were exclusively broadcast live, late at night. Prior to pandemic curfews and lockdowns, many bars, clubs, and other social establishments were exclusively open in the middle of the night. Many individuals find their employment only at night, some by necessity, such as performers, and some by assignment, like factory workers, healthcare workers, law enforcement, etc. But is there a cost to this timing? Are these delayed preferences for delayed sleep-wake timing only asking for trouble? Was Mrs. Mosby onto something when she quipped that nothing good happens after 2 a.m.? In professional sports, there is a statistically significant drop in winning percentage for teams in the NBA, the NHL, and the NFL when a team has to travel west, and thus play at a later time than usual. The farther the travel, the worse the disadvantage, meaning that the later the teams had to perform across these three distinct sports, the more likely they were to lose. For professional athletes, staying up later and performing later is a clear losing strategy. There was an interesting study published in 2019 showing another strong effect of later sleep-wake timing on athletics. Researchers analyzed the Twitter activity of NBA players and the relationship to next-day performance when playing in the same time zone. In true Mosby fashion, 
they found that compared to nights when the player didn't tweet after 11 p.m., and especially when no tweets after 2 a.m., later Twitter activity was strongly associated with worse next-day performance. When they stayed up later, especially tweeting after 2 a.m., the players scored fewer points, had a lower shooting percentage, had fewer rebounds, and spent more time on the bench compared to games after a Twitter-free middle of the night. And this effect was seen for both home and away games. And not just athletics, but Twitter behavior and its effect on sleep and performance has been analyzed in the academic literature for other subjects as well. Analyzing Twitter data from the first six months of his presidency suggests that Donald Trump rarely achieves five hours of sleep. Late night and early morning tweets from both the official at POTUS Twitter handle and at real Donald Trump leave very little time not tweeting to allow for sleep. For best results in all aspects of being alive, adults should be getting between six to eight hours of sleep per night on average within a seven to nine hour opportunity. Less than that or more than that are both strongly tied to undeniable and dramatic problems in health, well-being, and function. With the important caveat that there was no direct measurement of the president's sleep or health, the author ends the article with a quote from a well-established literature on limited sleep duration. Quote, Cognitive functions particularly affected by sleep loss include psychomotor and cognitive speed, vigilant and executive attention, working memory, higher cognitive abilities, and that those with chronic sleep deprivation may manifest symptoms without full awareness by the affected individual, end quote. This may, in part, explain some of the results of a peer-reviewed article in the December 2020 journal Economics Letters, demonstrating that the president's late-night Twitter activity directly affects his perceived performance. The authors note that specifically, Twitter activity between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. increased by a whopping 317% from when he first took office in 2017 and 2020. These very late-night tweets receive 7,000 fewer likes each, 1,300 fewer retweets each, and 1,400 fewer replies each relative to a 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Twitter averages. Furthermore, analysis of his speeches and interview transcripts reveals overall less happiness and other positive emotions, and he is three times more likely to be angry or make personal attacks against other individuals following a night of late-night tweets. And it's not just elite athletes and presidents. All of us are susceptible to problems caused by a delay in sleep, especially when obligations, such as work or school, put a hard stop, requiring us to wake by a certain point in the morning. The result? Simple. Stay up later but still have to get up for work or school equals less sleep. You struggle all week long, negotiating with the snooze button. Then TGIF. You feel liberated from the shackles of the work week. Stay up as long as you want and sleep in as long as you want. Often in an effort to try to compensate for the limited sleep opportunities all the prior week. But then what happens Sunday night? Work week bedtime doesn't work since you only woke up 10 to 12 hours ago and haven't built up enough sleep drive yet to push yourself into slumber. So now you're stuck, having trouble falling asleep, and you end up shortchanged. Then Monday morning really feels like hell, because you had to wake up hours earlier than you got to on Saturday and Sunday morning, but ended up falling asleep around the same time anyway. This conundrum is called social jet lag, discussed in episode 12 and more to come next week as well. Delaying the body's internal rhythm whether overcompensated for during the weekend or not, is associated with harm. 
Considerable harm, in fact. Multiple, large-scale studies of thousands of individuals followed for years and sometimes decades consistently demonstrate an increased risk for cancers in those with atypical circadian timing. This finding is most robust for overnight shift workers, but even just the delaying effects of excessive light exposure at night are associated with risk. This includes a 47% increased risk of breast cancer and a 2.8-fold increased risk for prostate cancer. Separate studies link circadian-induced dysregulation of DNA repair mechanisms, meaning that it's likely that delayed sleep timing doesn't increase risk for cancer mutations to occur in the first place, but rather that these circadian changes make it less likely for the normal rate of DNA cancer mutations to be detected effectively and corrected in a timely manner to prevent the growth of cancerous tumors. Put another way, delayed and misaligned sleep timing means ineffective surveillance, less effective cancer cell detection, and undetected cancer cells increase cancer tumors. Delayed sleep timing, delayed cancer detection, and increased rates of full-blown cancers. In teenagers, recent data demonstrates for individuals with a delayed sleep-wake phase that after accounting for other risk factors, these late sleepers are not only more likely to suffer depression than their peers with typical sleep timing, but also suffer increased suicidal ideation. That's a dramatic effect, not just on mood, but a totally negative shift in the outlook on one's prospects, where even suicide would be contemplated. All more likely just from staying up later and sleeping in later. Do not underestimate the importance of circadian wellness. A DARPA study presented this year at the 2020 Sleep Conference demonstrated that alterations in brain structure among those with later sleep-wake timing. Specifically, they found that later bedtimes were associated with greater volume in the orbitofrontal cortex, which was directly associated with increases in impulsiveness and poor planning. Put another way, the later the bedtime, even after accounting for normal total sleep time, age, and gender, that later bedtimes are associated with worse self-control and worse ability to anticipate and plan for the future. Again, regardless of the total duration of sleep, when that sleep occurs later than typical, there are structural, anatomical changes in the brain, and that delay in sleep timing makes people lose control of their own lives, less control with impulsiveness, and less control of executive function and ability to anticipate what's coming next in their lives and respond appropriately. Having a delay in one's sleep-wake timing makes it more likely that he or she will display symptoms of poor executive function, poor information processing, poor attention and concentration. In fact, a significant minority of individuals with the symptom complex called Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, are just experiencing the well-established cognitive effects of a misaligned, delayed sleep-wake phase. Delayed timing of sleep and wake is associated with increased sedentary behavior. In particular, individuals with a later sleep-wake time are less likely in general to participate in any physical activity, engage in less physical activity overall, and over the course of five years, engage in progressively less physical activity than those with more standard sleep-wake timing. Staying up till 2 a.m. doesn't just mean that you are less likely to get an adequate amount of physical activity. It means that you are on a trajectory to continue to get progressively less and less and less physical activity over time the longer you maintain that delay in sleep-wake timing. A later bedtime and rise time is associated with worse control of type 2 diabetes, even after accounting for age, weight, medications, and other factors. For those trying to lose weight, 
success is much less likely for those with a delayed sleep-wake timing after accounting for overall activity levels. An NIH-funded study presented this year demonstrated that weight loss was faster and more consistent when peak activity ended prior to 8 p.m. versus later than 8 p.m. The later the bedtime, the harder to lose weight and the slower it comes off. And as discussed extensively in episodes 4 and 5, and again in episode 12, light at night considerably delays our sleep-wake timing, exacerbating insomnia and increasing the risk for all of the above. And yet, there is great hope. Go back and listen again to episode 5. Because while it's not necessarily true that nothing good happens after 2 a.m., as Mrs. Mosby told Ted, rarely is it something that is worth sacrificing your physical and cognitive health over. Later sleep-wake phases, especially when constrained on the weekend by work or school obligations, increase the risk for several health problems, including cancer. But the good news is, sleep-wake cycles are adjustable. Anyone who's ever traveled can attest. In the same manner that behaviors and exposures can delay the onset of sleep later and later, similar behaviors and exposures instituted just at different times can work to correct misalignment in sleep onset and get you back to a typical time to fall asleep and wake up resulting in more optimal outcomes of health, well-being, and function. As a refresher, correcting circadian misalignment by using bright light exposure in the morning improves many outcomes, primarily by helping to ensure that you have been fast asleep for hours by the time 2 a.m. rolls around. Correcting sleep-wake timing from delayed back to normal significantly improves insomnia. It decreases stress. It improves daytime alertness. It improves depression and bipolar disorder. It improves emotional regulation in key brain regions. Reduces chronic pain. It improves workplace productivity. And as above, improves athletic performance, even at the elite level. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m.? Not exactly but it's more likely that something bad will happen if you're still awake at 2 a.m. I've created a wonderful freebie for you, so head over to wellrestedmd.com day to get a free cheat sheet of the day in the life of the well-rested, including some specific best practices to get that good snooze. That's www.wellrestedmd.com day. Be sure to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast player to get all the latest episodes, leave us a review, and head over to wellrestedmd.com for more information. Thanks for listening.